I don't know what you. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, and everything in between? Hey, it's Friday night. It's 7. No, it's 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and you guys are at your place for the unfiltered experience where we do things and say things to expand your mind, to increase your perspective, <laughs> your confidence, open your eyes to the beauty, the, the amazement that's out in the world today. Oh, yeah. I'm Christopher Roush, you know excuses, coach, and I'm joined by Scooby Dooby. Scotty Your Gore. brother from another mother, Scott David Goyette. What's going on, beautiful people? It is Friday night. It's time to party and have a great time here on the Unfiltered Experience. And we're excited you guys are here, whether you're here live on the replay. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this amazing crew called the Unfiltered Crew. And as always, got to say this at the beginning of the show as well, as always, go check us out at www.theunfilteredexperience.com theunfilteredexperience.com here. Let me just put it up there in case you'd like to see it on the screen. Me and Scott tonight are coming to you. We're grooving. We're feeling good. How are you feeling, Scott, man? How's your week been? Chris, I'm just I'm just grooving, bro. Just you're just grooving? grooving. Yeah. <laughs> you just look like you're cruising in a 6-4 down sunset. Just like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cruising. Just, just running the BMW. Got the top down. Just cruising. Just listening yeah. to some old jams. I'm doing it. And what kind of jams would you be playing in a convertible? You know what's funny? When I go to California, I'm so typical. I put on Ventura Highway by America because it just makes me feel good. It just sounds right. Ventura Highway. It's just such a good jam. Yeah. Yeah. Jam. My jammy jam. My jammy jam. We are going to be jamming tonight. We got Facebook user in the house says, woohoo. Hello, guys. Love you both. It's Lynn Serrano. What's up, Lynn Serrano? How are you doing out there in Montana, Lynn Serrano? Tell us how you're doing tonight. This is Love Radio on the Unfiltered Experience with Chris and Scott. Just a little bit of love. A little love, you Master. Know. You have a character about the love, Master, don't you? Love the <laughs> shades, guys. <laughs> I can't see anything right now. You're I can't love see anything Master. I'm wearing my wife's glasses. These are my, I can't wear these kind of glasses because I look like a fucking cop or a porn star. Chris, all I can see, this is literally what I see right now. I can see your like your 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 mouth. You look kind of like a beetle, and all I can see is a giant amount of forehead on me. That's all I see. It's great. I love it. Oh, uh, you know what? We just might as well tell the whole world that we're on acid right now. All right. Come and join us. Let's watch The Wizard of Oz and listen to Pink Floyd and experience the dark side of the moon. Who wants to experience the dark side of the moon with me and Scott? Ah, uh, yes. Let's do uh, this. Let's do this. What's up, Mary Kay's in the house? Got Lynn saying, I can't wait to see you in person, little brother. Mm -hmm. Seeing Lynn. We're you guys should FaceTime me at that time as well. Yeah, I we'll appreciate will. that. We I'm going to be seeing Lynn. I'm going to be meeting our guest who we're going to be introducing here in just a moment. We're just kind of setting the tone to have a great conversation tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So we appreciate you being here. I'm Let thinking. I'm thinking we should just jump into a Cadillac convertible and just reproduce fair and lowly in Las Vegas right now. 
you and I could do it. That's for sure. I'm pretty sure I could pull that off. Like I've had Vegas bachelor out. parties that rival fear and loathing in Las Vegas without a question. Yeah. I'm, I'm not proud of it, but I'm kind of, proud of it. Yeah, you're proud. You're proud. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. My old self, let's yeah, put it this way. I'm glad I had those experiences and I'm really glad they were over, but they were some interesting times. I agree. I agree. I'm glad that I got married younger or older mm -hmm. and had kids older. I'm glad of where I'm at right now, and I'm glad I was where I was then. Well, I'm glad you're where you're at right now because because we're having a great time right now. Yeah. And we got uh, so Lynn has to keep putting her thing in there. If we know it's Facebook user, uh, she says yes. Scott, go ahead. Love you. Love, love you. Bug love coming bug. at you, Lynn. Right love here. Bug. <laughs> That's like a kiss song. Love bug. Feels love right. Bug. It feels right. I like I like it. I like that she's kind enough to come up with a great nickname for me that feels like a kiss song, and I appreciate yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, getting serious with ourselves now. Let's put on our let's put on our real glasses. And can you tell them we're not on acid? And that was just a joke because I feel like there's a few people right now that saying a, that was a joke. Are they really on acid? So so now <laughs> we're gonna put on now we're gonna put on our real glasses and say, okay, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be talking about personal development, personal growth tonight here on the Unfiltered Experience. We invite you to write down all the things that you come to your mind and explore the opportunities that await you by opening your confidence and taking responsibility for your life i love it i love it. i love how the, the the superman just reminds me of superman like okay now we don't we don't recognize that he's christopher roush anymore because he put fucking glasses on there you go uh seriously guys we appreciate you being here we just thought we'd start the show just a little bit differently have a little fun it is friday night and there is a lot of chaos and crap going on in the world so scott and i come to you guys every single week to bring you the vibration that will lift you up and create some prosperity and some opportunity in your life so we appreciate you being here whether you're live or on the replay and uh, i'm just going to get into it tonight man i'm just i'm excited for our guests i'm not even going to do our normal thing that we do with hhh tonight we have an amazing guest uh, she's an author she's a speaker um, she's a, a coach. She's a tremendous individual that does things in our community. We're super excited to have Debbie Bettendorf here on the Unfiltered Experience. Welcome to the show, my dear. Hey, Debbie hey. Hello, hello, gentlemen. I'm so excited. I did not get the sunglass memo. I would have worn mine, but I got this memo. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It's Friday night and it's five o'clock somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm the weirdo who comes to this party. Bringing an interesting new sake. It's called the Snow Maiden. I know, I know. A man the snow, maiden? snow Maiden. I don't maiden. care. I don't Sticky care. Sake. The it's Snow a, Maiden. It's, it's, it's a cloudy Nigori, um, or how you say it? Cheers. <laughs> the cloudy. What? I don't even understand that shit. I don't even know what I just said. I'm just reading stuff and pretending I'm smart. I think I'm the had the sake. I think the yeah. sake bottle's empty. No, I'm teasing. Uh -huh. Actually, it was delicious, and I just drank it in real life. And I'll That's do it awesome. again. There you <laughs> go. Are we allowed to do that on the air? Um, you know what's cool so. here in Southern California? Mark and Brian. You guys probably heard of Mark and Brian. They used to be a famous LA newscast or a, uh, like a FM radio station team in the morning. And they, once a year, they would do a really cool thing. They would invite a police officer to come in the studio, and they would drink from like you know six in the morning till ten in the morning. And they would do a breathalyzer after each drink, and they would talk about, okay, how do you feel right now? Well, you just blew wow. a .08, so you would definitely be drunk. And they would just they would get to the point that they're drunk and it would be so hysterically do it once a year but it was it raised awareness for drunk against i drunk. i love that i've yeah. seen that i've seen someone do that not in that capacity as a you know police officer and on a show but i've seen them do that and show the difference and it's yeah. very interesting because it's fun to watch it because we've all been to parties we've been the sober one we've been the drunk one and it's really funny like because we all know when we go and we're like i'm not drinking tonight with your drunk friend and you're like yeah. And then am I really am I really like her or am I really like him? And you're oh, like, yeah, you're the designated yes. driver, and you're like, oh wow, 
That's that's eye opening. Yeah, for sure. I realized that nobody stands on a table dancing looking cool when you're sober. Yes. Because I was always like, I'm really fun. And then I'm going, man, maybe I am an idiot. Uh -huh. So <laughs> I've done that too. I've been the sober guy for a while and I'm like, Oh my God, do I really do all that? And I go, like, Oh yeah, Chris and more. Yeah. yeah. Life's my, too short to be boring. Right. So yeah. my new nickname is nine o'clock Scott. I do everything that's impactful during the day and it's usually better impact at night. You know, I might've been fun at 20, um, but at 51, I'm nine o'clock Scott. I'm in bed bracing for the next day, just yep. going into my dream state. Just, you know, in theta reprogramming the unconscious mind. It's all good stuff now. That's so. right. Just the little day drinker we have over there. Nine o'clock, Scott is the day drinker. Oh, by, by nine o'clock, I'm, I'm going to tuck my daughter in and say I love her and I'm going to be asleep. And that's okay with <laughs> me. <laughs> that's awesome. Come on, man. Stay up watching MTV Cribs or something. This, this sounds scary, Chris. I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> oh, anymore. Really? So how was your week on the yacht? That's, I'm just oh. present moment, present uh, moment. Come back to the present moment, Chris. It's all about matters. Look at his face get rosy. Look at his face get rosy. No, a, a good, a really good friend of mine. Um, he's uh, looking into buying a yacht, and so he took me out into a yacht uh, last week. And so Chris is just explaining the fact that I did probably party a little bit. Yeah, a beautiful. So I himself. If you're on a yacht, you got to have some cocktails, right? I had a lot of them. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be dishonest with you guys, but. My traditional nine o'clock Scott at home in Austin, Texas is less exciting than Yacht Scott. <laughs> yacht Scott. Yeah. You think, I always think, I always think about old school. Old school is one of my favorite movies with, uh, yes, with Will uh, Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. And then we, Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank. That's the way I have to start drinking. <laughs> He's like, running down the street like, in tidy I wouldn't drink because I would be the life of the party. So, like, so, so Scott, you're in Texas. I didn't know that. I'm in Austin, Texas. Where are you in Ohio? I'm in Ohio. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. They say, you know. Round on the ends and high in the middle. <laughs> there you go. Oh, hi. Oh, get it? Oh, I get no. it. <laughs> nice. You're going to fit in great. You got to well here. I'm like, shotty cat. I'm getting in there. I got to <laughs> interject. You've been yes, here before. Yes, yes. So we got, uh, we got some beautiful yeah. people in the house. We got Mary Kay in the house. We got Andrew Heston. Thank you, Andrew. He says, ready for some positivity to shift this weekend for sure. Absolutely appreciate you being here. We got Stephen, uh, Sean Stephen. Benson Hi. says, yay, good evening, my friend. Hi, good evening. Thank you for being here. Uh, we got Lynn in the house, of course. She says, I love you, soul sister. And we got Robert Broker in the house. Says, hey, and salutations, most excellent people. So, Debbie, in all seriousness, thank you for being here. And I did, I did, uh, I did, I was honest when I told you I did some research on you. Oh, you did? And, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> okay. um, so, we have uh, two of your high school buddies that we're going to bring on camera in here in just a second. <gasps> No, I'm just kidding. Who are they? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm get excited. You know, you know what's funny? He'll do that stuff to me too, where I'm like, oh, I really wanted to see what it was. So, in other words, Debbie, you you just wait for it. It's more than likely a joke. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna get yeah. excited. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but no, it no. felt good, didn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, it's like Christmas for a second. So we're mm -hmm. so we're getting to know you. I'm getting to know you. I just recently was introduced to you. I've seen you on the internet uh, quite a few times. I know you you do your show with Lynn and everything, and I see your beautiful uh, face on all sorts of different things. But when I went and actually Googled you, one of the first articles that came up was talking about how that you are a supreme advocate for uh, the youth, the youth and in drugs, um, and advocating for the self love part of the journey. And that's what you and I talked about off camera before we started the show. So talk to us about that journey. Why is the youth so important to you in advocating for their rights and, and for them to have a, a positive aspect in life? Right. Well, thank you for saying that. And also thank you for having me. I'm excited. So um, I listen at my point, the point that I am in my life right now, 
you know, you, you, when, when you hear your uh, folks, when you're a child say, oh, you know, we're wiser, we've lived more years and you think, oh God, I know it all. I know it all. No, you really don't. And they are 100% on point wisdom with experiences and life learn lessons learned. You know, you get to a point at our age and, and things become more clear. And then you realize I really don't know much at all. So I'm on a journey right now to find out who I am. But I think um, let me just talk about youth and how I, I, you know, I've always been extremely involved in the schools ever since my kids went to school and I have adult children now. So um, it that's been a lot of years that I've been in the schools and I just know that it is a tough I, I, I feel like growing up at any in any um generation it's it's tough but especially for these kids because the, the comparison game when we were in school was oh who's on the on the cheerleading squad with me who's on the basketball team with me they're better now it's you can't it's on your phone you get to see people all over the world um what they're achieving and the comparison game is on another level it's like on yeah, steroids yeah. level and so um that's tough and then, you know, we have a huge crisis in the United States with drugs and, you know, opioids and it's taking over. And, you know, the fact of the matter is there are more people who have died from drug overdoses that were in wars combined. So it's like, wow, we have a serious problem. And then when you delve into it a little bit more, you do realize it's mental health. Most of the time, there are times where someone's injured. And they've been put on pain pills. They get addicted. Okay, so I'm not saying every drug addict, it's because they have mental health issues. Sometimes it's peer pressure and they try it and then they have an addictive personality. There's all kinds of reasons why. But the fact of the matter is we've got a whole lot of people, not just kids in our country who are addicted to all kinds of drugs. So in my own community, I'm involved with a program called Keys to Success which was founded actually, Scott, by a guy that lives in Texas and Dallas area. His name's Gary Von Kennel, and he is from this area. And when our, our town was extremely devastated with drug overdoses um, and deaths for several years, and he came to town and started this program in our largest Chillicothe City School District. I immediately got on board with it. I'm still involved with it. We're going into our eighth year. And it's a program where you get kids uh, to voluntarily sign up for the program and they know that they're going to be randomly drug tested at any point. If they get a dirty test, they do not get kicked out. They get that. We get them the help that they need. And nine times out of 10, kids are experimenting. A lot of their parents are, you know, maybe using. Right. So. Mm. And they may not be getting you know, a lot of attention and there's all kinds of different reasons. But the bottom line is it's a great program. I'm highly involved in it. I believe in it 100 percent. And I just really um, care about people. And and when I'm I work, I have um, my own company. And one of my the thing that I do is I'm independent contractor for different businesses to do their advertising and marketing. And Chillicothe City Schools is my largest client. And I'm I'm around a lot. And I'm, you know, now that my kids are out of school, I'm still around a lot. And I see sadness. I see self-esteem issues. I see a lot of things at the school. And I just want to do all I can to to help. 
I love your heart already. I love your heart. Actually, it's something uh, I'll let Scott explain it. But the reason why I wanted you on this show versus the Rod Unscripted Coach, because I do two shows a week, was because of your involvement with the youth, because Scott has a program called Go Love Now. Oh, wow. I'll let you take it away and, and kind of share that with uh, that I make I want to make it a little surprise for you both. But uh, yeah, so Scott, tell her about Go Love Now. So everything that you're you saying, the, when you're you talking the, about the, the logo behind him. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't see it. Like you, you probably doesn't spot it, but it's just everywhere behind me and all over me. Um, but yeah. so, so what I'm hearing a lot too is, you know, the drugs and the things that a lot of us are looking at, of course, you know, and I know they're symptomatic things, you know, the drugs are, I'm not happy with myself. So how can I either escape from this world in some escapist way that's not suicide and is, is a place to hide or a place to go for the moment so I can come back and tolerate this moment? I, I get it. I fully get it because, you know, I was in that space at one point in time, too, where I did everything I was supposed to do. You know, you, 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 you find the, the pretty cheerleader, you find the cute girl, you find the success in sports and all the things we're told to do to say, look at me now. and like, here I am. And then you elevate it to you get the good job, you buy the house and you're like, is this it? Like, I just yeah. did everything that I was told would make me happy. And I was happy in moments. There's a moment where I'm going, oh, that was a really nice moment. And then the moment's over and there I am in myself, miserable. And that escapism was so appealing to me. So I know that source, universe, creator, consciousness wanted me to go through this hell so that I could come back and be a very different teacher, one who's super relatable and one who's super transparent, super authentic. And I'm really good at what I do, not because I'm special, but because I went through many hardships mm -hmm. so that I can relate to others. And so... When I go into the schools, and this is what I really wanted to talk to you about, is I will go into one of the hardest to work with schools, and they say, you can't reach our students, you don't understand, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I connect with their kids, and they go, I don't know how you did it. And then like clockwork, three, two, one, this is what's going to happen. You created too many emotions in the school, the staff was a little uncomfortable, kids were crying, we had more people talking about suicides, and I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Mm -hmm. Do you not understand what we just did was we just cracked open their, their I'm hiding. I won't communicate to, I want to see you. I feel seen. I'm connected. And so we're facing a very difficult challenge right now because I don't know exactly about the program that, you know, you're working with. Mm -hmm. I know what the program is that I've created and I've watched other programs and a lot of them go in and they dumb their programs down or they soften it so they can be a check mark you know, something like no place for hate in Texas. Okay. Anybody who comprehends anything about universal law and listens to that no place for hate. Mm -hmm. I hear the word no and hate. Yeah. Yeah. Are you effing kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so to start with whoever created your logo and your yeah. name sucks. And I want to say that because it's insane. So you're yeah. hearing no place for hate. So bottom line, we have problems. When we come in and we work with the kids, the adults are the problem. Let's talk about the kids yeah. because the adults, listen, adults are not bad. We're not evil. We're not, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with us. Here's the problem. Layers upon layers upon layers of poor programming. Nobody's fault. It's the way we've been doing it. So for those of us, who are fortunate enough to have awakened in some capacity and stripped away all the identity and sit here naked saying something needs to be done. What can we do to help our youth and our collective in spite of those who have been programmed 
so that we can start this drastic shift of awakening with our youth. That's what I want to just focus on today because I've been having these communicate this communication and conversation with so many intelligent adults. And I don't want to say we're few and far between in intelligence. I want to say we're few and far between in willingness to awake, yeah. willingness to say maybe everything I believe is wrong, willingness to strip away all identity, stand here naked and say, I want a more beautiful world. They are more capable than me because I have the whole burden of all this stuff that I think I know. And so well, what do we do with all, that? I, I'm telling you, everything you're you're saying, I we I've been in meetings after meetings with discussions just like this. And I, I I'm really happy to say that um, the people that I work with in the city school district. Um, and when we've had guest speakers who have broken people open and people have cried and let things out and spoke spoken about things that they've been holding so deeply inside, that was embraced. That was embraced Sweet. at our school. Um, yeah. If there were any negative comments, I was not privy to those. Everything I heard was positive. Um, we even had um, Troy Gray is a pastor in town and his church is ginormous, but he's, he has um, recently, well, it's been quite some time now, but he works with rehabbing drug and alcoholics, drug addict, addiction mostly. And he had a team of, I call him a team because they are men and women that he's worked with over the years that are now they're always going to be an addict, right? I mean, we know that, but they are recovered. Okay. Recovering mm -hmm. addicts. And he had them all come to the school and sit up on the stage and they stood up one by one and told a cliff note version of their life. Mm -hmm. And I am telling you, I know at least 50 kids stayed afterwards and wanted to talk to them and they bonded awesome. with, there was a bunch of different stories. So it, a lot of kids could identify with each of those. But but the other part of this is, you know, I, I commend you too, Scott. You you know, you said you've gone through some things and you can speak from an open, genuine heart. And Scott Jones, who I had on my show on Wednesday night, is also that person. And he's been 18 years, you know, not, you know, a recovering uh, addict, but he has given his life to helping every age group, not just kids, but it's it's incredible what people can do to turn their life around for the good to help other people. So thank you for that. But, um, and I think I understood you correctly. You, you used Scott. I'm a weird individual because I'm one of these people, seriously, like I was drinking like nonstop throughout college. And then one day somebody said, why don't you play college football as a college basketball player? And I literally just stopped drinking that day so I could do summer sessions so I could play football my senior wow. year. And everyone's like, how did you do that? And I'm like, and there was no repercussion, nothing. I was just fine. Wow, that's crazy. So I'm not, I'm not normal. Also know. I'm the same way. Though. I'm the same way. I just quit. That's good. That's, that's good that you can do that because so many people cannot. So, so my point is, and, and this is where I'm different than a lot of abusers. I know that abusers get triggered, get into the space. And then there's a numbness that they chase. I'll sit there one day and I'll be doing ecstasy for like two years straight. And I'm like, and I've had that. I had the, you know, the the alcohol. And then I'm like, boring. I'm going to play football this year. And everyone's like, you don't want to go to the party? I'm like, oh, I'm going to the party. I'm going to hang out with the girls, but I'm not going to drink. And they're like, how? And I'm like, because I'm playing football now. I want touchdowns. And they're like, but I don't get it. And I'm like, well, that's your problem. 
that you are that's very rare it's you very, i'm not saying, saying i'm yeah. not normal with that yeah. and yeah. so like i'll literally do cocaine for like a ton of years and then i find out i'm having a daughter and i'm done and yeah. so and like, I, like i'll never say i'm not going to do anything again even plant medicine i'm a massive proponent of plant medicine mm -hmm. so i i don't discourage plant medicine, but I can go to any space I've been on ayahuasca, a ketamine journey. I can go to any of that with meditation now. So if you were to say, would you like to go to ketos and do an ayahuasca journey? Maybe I'm not going to say no to it, but yeah. I don't need to. I can go to that same space yeah. through deep meditation. So mm -hmm. I do things until I'm done with them and then I'm done with them. So you are that you're very, it's very weird. I know. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to call you weird. But no, it's, it's a it's a weird thing because I hear other people go, yeah, but don't you want you it right decide. now? Yeah, alcohol, not smoking, opioids, not needing it, right? I know it's it's, a, but you know, so I guess for me to answer now to get back to like you're 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 asking me, I think my thoughts on what we can do, and I really believe like with our program, um, having the real deal people come in and present, but then we got to follow up, right? We can't just let these kids be cracked open and then go, okay, That's good luck nice. with that. The you know, so, yeah. And so we, in our program, um, keys to success and thank God it doesn't have any negative words in it. Cause you would have been ripping us, <laughs> but, but um, you see it too though, but you see yeah. it too, right? It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So it's, um, the, uh, so I'm, involved with it, but we really have the students own the program. So Greg Phillips, who is the leader, he's a school teacher and he's a city councilman. He, he's like, he does it all. He's really an exuberant personality. The kids love him. So he goes and he picks these, they apply to become an ambassador for the program. So we have 20 plus kids who have been selected to be an ambassador for the program. So they own it. And then it's, they talk to their friends about, you got to be in it, dude. Like, this is a great program. And the thing is that I didn't even mention is while it's called keys to success, which are really keys, like keys that you're learning along the way to use in real life to keep you on the path of being a productive, good citizen. It also, we, uh, Hernstein dealership in our local community gives us a brand new car every year. So one student that's in the program wins a brand new car, a junior or a senior, but all like we have Ohio health who um, we designed t-shirts. They paid for those. So every kid in the program gets a t-shirt. Every kid in the program that graduates gets a uh, orange sash to show that they proudly stayed drug free or tried to, if they didn't, they get the help that they need. They still get the orange cord at graduation as long as they stay in the program. It's, and that was, um, of all people, it's so funny. It's um, the Moose Lodge <laughs> donates, gives us money to buy those cords. They're super involved. We have our community has come together to do everything that they can for this program and our kids that are in it. So, you know, we're trying to keep a lot of the you know, we can't help everyone. Right. right. Mm -hmm. But inside the school and behind those four walls, the the administration, um, the, the teachers, they want to help these students so they can jump off that hamster wheel that maybe they're on because that's what all they know yeah. and have a really good life. So everything so it's, you it's say, like part of that pro Go ahead. You, 
No, I was, was going to say, as part of that program, because I think about this, I'm actually starting a podcast talking about how we can help parents uh, build a connection with their kids, no matter what age they are. So it's all fine. I think about that being great there in the schools and doing that. But is there a component of that that helps them deal with the stuff that's happening at home? Maybe mom and dad aren't on board. They really don't care. But how do they get that child to disassociate themselves from their parents' expectations, what their parents are doing, and break that generational cycle that might be happening in the home? Well, this is this is really cool. I, I want to say two things about that real fast. One is this. One is that the other kind of like a, off of what you and I, Scott, what the question that you asked about, um, you know, checking boxes. You, you made a comment and that really hit me about here's this program. We're checking all the boxes. And that really annoys me. And I know because I'm a feeling person. I'm like, this is working because listen to what this kid just said and look at this. And I'm like, but I mean, listen, and I'm also a businesswoman and I also know, show me the data. I get it. I get it. But with a program like this, you cannot capture what these kids are telling you inside of a two pieces. There's a data component, there's emotional and lean growth component. You you get it. Right. But with that being said, our juvenile and probate court judge, Jeff Benson, his wife was just on here saying hello. Um, he worked with Sherry Smitley, his right-hand woman, and they we get $15,000 in grant money for this program every single year to buy tangible. There's a there's protocol. I mean, we've got to follow all the rules. You can't just give money away or anything, but we, we buy giveaways. So the kids at the end of the year, when we have this big celebration, all the kids from freshman to senior, they are in a drawing for 15,000 buys a lot of different things. Right. So a lot of people get prizes. Um, We have five scholarships from five different people, you know, in, in our community, giving scholarships that the kids have to apply for those. But my point to all of this is Christopher, the data that, the juvenile probate court needs in order to legitimately give us this money has helped our program track and follow the kids that need help. So what happens is, and this is amazing. And all I do is watch it happen. I have nothing to do with the. I mean, I'm involved with the program, but the people and what they're doing in order to get the data and, but Sherry Smitley is amazing. And Judge Benson will say, I, you know, I have the ideas and she makes it happen. And she has amazing ideas of how to, in order for us to continue to get a grant money. Yeah. But in the process, you're capturing all of these kids that really need extra support to where they, we can, we can get them what they need. So isn't that amazing? It is remarkable. So, so you said a couple things that um, totally resonate with me. Like one of the things you talked about is the program becomes theirs. And that was my entire goal too, because one of the things I wanted to do was just get a few ambassador type teachers who can, I call them champions, you call them ambassadors. So yeah, same thing, like just it. verbiage. Totally. And I love the word champion because when you talk about they champion a cause. Yeah. So we had a champions group, but what happened was I'd go in and teach the champions group and then they need somebody who's kind of a, a mentor or an ambassador to support them to just keep inspiring them when I'm gone because I'm in for an hour on a Friday and then I'm gone. And so what happens in, so your your issue is specifically drugs, it seems like, or, or alcohol or some addiction. 
the issues that we were facing, you know, we were facing in some of these schools that were in East Austin, there was, there was, there was racism, abuse at home. There was um, just so many isms that they're dealing with, plus alcoholism, you know, drugs. I mean, it was anything you could think of. So there's so much negative. There's essentially, it sounds like what I'm hearing from you guys is you hit a space of rock bottom in the sense that you're like, we have a real problem here and people want to participate. This that I see in most of these schools that I'm going into, it's almost like they're like, this is just the way it is. They're not even seeing a rock bottom. Like you don't understand our neighborhood. It's the way it is. So because they haven't, to me, it looks like rock bottom, but they just see it as life. And your communities go, what happened to our community? They're saying our community has always been nothing. We're just nothing. We're worthless. And so I'm going in there saying, let me help you. Let me help, help you to go. Who are you? Who are you? What's your deal? Why are you here? And those. It's like, really difficult to change people who think that there is the water to change, yeah. you know, and, and they, they have to want it. So, yeah, um, lucky for me that I'm in a community where people are recognizing and have been for, I mean, almost a decade now. Everyone's been taking action. And, you know, we have other programs in other schools, too, like Drug Free Clubs of America. And they're doing a great job trying to just, you know what, it's a matter of creating awareness, Mm -hmm. you know, and and just like you don't know what you don't know. So these kids that are in the school, if they're not understanding the severity of the problem and they think that they're at a party, why not just try even marijuana and it could be laced with fentanyl now you'll yeah, die dude it's crazy you need it's to know crazy. these things it's, it's not like when we were in school and oh i'll try it once it's fine no you can die this is still happening this is what is going on in our country and you know we're having parents grieving their children and children grieving their parents yeah. You know, the parents are like, oh, it's just it's just some weed. Oh, it's just some weed. Well, really, who'd you get it from? Because now you're you're dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I need to be so brutal. But like, Good. you got to stop tiptoeing around the issues here. Like, it's a big freaking deal. And I just think it's great what you're doing, Scott, because um, when you're. Yeah. So for us, it's addiction. So, you know, you go, you know, it's like, let's stay in our lane because, you know, we want to do it all. But realistically, if you create a program, that program can't do it all. We got to figure out how we can make this work. And at the same time, when we're encouraging to be against drugs, we're also encouraging you to understand if something else is happening in your mind and heart and soul that you're not dealing with and you're wanting to cover it up by getting high you know, to have a quick fix because you're in so much pain. And I, I see it, you guys. I mean, yeah. uh, it, I've been at that. And I'm not in the school that often. I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm their advertising and marketing person, but I'm just involved with the keys program. So I'm around it enough. And I, I orchestrate like the events and things so that I can get speakers in there and have stuff going on. And I just, I sit and watch the kids and it is, blows my mind what mm. sadness i see it's, yeah. it's it's insane i even asked this one kid who's an ambassador for the program this one kid came and picked up his t-shirt and i was watching him all the while he was in line and his shoulders turned over all, mm-hmm. and i said you know and he, i'm like hey how are you doing buddy he's like you know and i after he walked away i looked at the guy standing next to me and you know the ambassador i said did you just see that 
Like, don't do, do you recognize? Like, do you guys pay attention to one yeah, another? Like yeah. that kid's sad. Know. That yeah. kid's sad, dude. Like, go, it, you know, say hi to people. You know, like let them know they're not invisible. Smack them on the backpack. Say, hey, bud, how you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. You know, like, and he just that kid kind of looked at me like. I, well, you're a crazy lady. And I thought, I probably do seem crazy to you, but like, I can totally tell, you know, the, the kids that I would want to sit with the kids who were eating alone at the cap in the cafeteria. Wow. That breaks my heart. Yeah. I am sensitive to stuff like that. Sure. And I really feel like part of our society is we have lost manners, respect, mm-hmm. integrity, because Values. we're you know, values and things like that. And I don't, it's not intentional, but I think that we're so like, this is great what we're doing. We're able, I would not know you guys, you know, if we weren't able to communicate this way and to see one another on podcasts and things, how amazing. So technology is amazing in so many ways, but when you sit a kid behind gaming, behind a computer, um, a phone, and they're not the, I feel like, when I'm at the school, like it's, it's a rarity for a kid to look me in the eye and talk to me. They don't know, you know, the, the self-awareness of, you know, saying, Oh, you know, and not feeling, they feel awkward, you know, it's just, it's, it's a shame. So I think that kindness, compassion, being around one another and saying, gosh, are you okay? You seem sad. Why not just say that? It's not awkward. It's not weird. You could be saving that kid's life because he may be saying, I want to end it. No one, no one will even miss me. No one knows I'm even here. So I think. I was going to say the the component of that is what, what is right behind Scott right now. It says love. You know, the thing that I find most often in people, we talk about awareness. Awareness is one of the first keys, but the other key is that self-love component. How can we help people, adults, children, like get more in tune with themselves and, and, and create that sense of self-love for themselves, not have to depend on other people outside influences or outside things to make myself feel better. How can we help people start to feel better about themselves and start loving themselves and liking themselves now? Because once they do that, then that other stuff isn't needed. Like Scott said, I have a bigger why. I always sit there and say, if you have a bigger why, you have a bigger how. So that self-love component, what can we do for kids? What can we do for parents right now? We're sitting at home and their kid is depressed. Yeah. You know, How can we get them to get that self-love component back? Yeah, that's great that you asked me that because, you know, the book that I've written and it is the main thing in there that says love yourself on the inside. You know, it's about how you look on the outside, too. That's baloney. I don't even care. Like, I love fashion. I like to look nice, all of that. But in my book, I say, you you know, you can dress up a turd, but it's still going to stink. You got to love yourself on the inside. You got to have a quality person. Who are you? And so I've always been nice and kind to everybody. But the reality of it is I had an identity of being David's wife and Dalton and Victoria's mom. And so all of a sudden they're grown up and they're about ready to graduate from high school. And I'm like, Oh, this is my identity. This is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I wanted to be. I love, I love being a mom. Um, I was hugely involved with them at school. I was hugely involved in the community. Still am, but um, who's Debbie? You know, so I think earlier than and it's not like I went off the rails. I'm not saying, you know, we're talking about drug and uh, alcohol and addiction and all of that. But I think what's happening a lot of times is that we're not encouraging our kids. I I really worked at doing this like my kids and the fields that they're in it. 
makes sense. So they, they already know what they want to be when they grow up. Right. And I'm 40 at the time, 48 years old saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? Because, Oh, they just flew away and they're doing their own thing. And so I had to go on uh, figuring out who I was. And when people will say, well, how, how do you love yourself? How do you, well, it's not a one-stop shop. What I say I do for me to figure out how to love me is going to be a different recipe for you, Christopher, and for you, Scott. So, but what I can say is this, we're all flawed. No one's perfect. So don't put those expectations on yourself. That's never going to be matched. Okay. You, it's just not. So if you can appreciate who you are and the big one is self-awareness. How many times, like I can ask you guys questions all day. And then I started thinking, I don't even know what I would answer that. I don't know. For a long time, I, my joy was in seeing my family happy, my kids doing well. That happened forever, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what brings me joy? What do I do for me that I actually enjoy? And so if you start asking yourself, because it's not going to be, the answer to your question is not going to be my answer. So you need to just pay attention to what you're doing along in the day and the things that give you a little like spark. Oh, that felt good. Well, wait, I like that. I like to do that. You know, I'll have people say, well, I don't like to exercise. That's okay. I didn't like exercise either until I really started investing in it. And I realized that's really good for endorphins. Mm -hmm. And I've met some really cool people at the gym that are amazing that give me a different perspective on things. So it's just a matter of you saying, I'm going to find out who I am, who I am. I'm going to be okay with the things that I don't particularly like about myself. I can grow and be better, but I'm going to give myself each day. I'm going to do something nice for myself and I'm going to do something nice for someone else too. And it, it, I'm telling you, it works. And I don't want, you know, in the gratitude. And I, I, it's funny because I almost like tune myself out sometimes when I'm talking to people. Oh, thank you, Sean. I, you know, like I get, you know, you get a lot of people say the same shit. <laughs> you know, oh, you be grateful. You've got, and, and, then I, and then I find myself saying it and I feel like everyone's going to tune me out because I'm sick of hearing myself say it. But the reality is it's true. You know, it's just like when you're growing up and if your mom tells you, asks you one more time, how was your day? Do you have any homework? You're like, I'm going to like, I'm going to, no, I'm running in the opposite direction as fast as I can because, but it's like, or, you know, being, you know, be this, or be you, it's true. It's true, but we get sick of hearing it. Right. Yeah. But, but when you accept that you should be, there's always something you can be grateful for. And the people that I have met, who make it a common, a daily practice to appreciate at least something in their lives are the ones who are more successful and a happier overall person. It's just yeah. a fact. Gratitude. Gratitude. Debbie, you, you just actually said a beautiful thing there that um, I think that we can all share with everybody right now. And it's the word, like you're right, there's an abuse of words and abuse of, so we're going to get a seed plant. Somebody at some point is going to say, be grateful. The seed's been planted. It has to naturally digest. And I always say it fertilizes in the heart and then becomes fully embodied. And once it's fully embodied, no one needs to tell us. We're just organically grateful at that point. It's, it's done. We're going to be that. 
But if we're bombarded here while the seed plant is going on, gratitude, 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 we might repel the idea and it's never embodied. You said another word that's the same word. What if like the next time you talk to somebody is we just shift and say, you know what I do is I just appreciate the fact that I have a beautiful family around me and I have kids and, and I like my old identity and I like my new identity. It just feels nice. Yeah. And you just say that and just shift the verbiage. So yeah. I think we want to do is outsmart ourselves and one another by just shifting the verbiage because we could say five people could tell us the same thing. And we think the fifth person is a genius. And like, it's I've never true. heard that before. You're it's amazing. So true. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. You said that. So, Sometimes so it's be creative. Yeah. And, and it's who you, you get good vibes from. I mean, it's a whole lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really is like, it's, it's, I love that you said that because it's so true. There've been so many things that have been said that then all of a sudden, like the story about me on the on, flying home from LA met a, met this lady on the plane. And she t basically told me, fear not. Well, how many times have I heard that? I mean, it's all a story. Ooh, I'm not gonna get into yeah, yeah, yeah. I've told it like 150 times. I'm sick of talking about it. Like it, but she changed my life. And I've heard so many people say, don't be an old lady sitting in a rocking chair wishing you woulda, coulda, shoulda. You're yes. able to do it. Go mm -hmm. move your butt. Do, do what you want to do. And I was like, you're a genius, Scott. Just like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a genius. I've heard that 3,000 times, but for some reason, her- Right thing I at the right time. Yeah. yeah. Right and thing at the right that's time. the fertilization. That's the point. Seed planted. It's sitting here now in your heart. And so every time somebody waters it, eventually it sprouts. And that person was the person who was there for it to sprout. Yeah. And so yep. it's just pick the water up and pour it on. That's all we're doing. And so in repetition, I think it would even be funny to say, hey, we all know we hate the word gratitude, right? Let's change it to appreciation. And that might be the wake up moment. Somebody goes, you're a genius. It's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, all yeah. I'm trying to do is just, just shift it a little bit so that we process it. And that's the big thing. So there's a guy, uh, Nito Cubain, and he was the yeah. founder of Great Harvest Bread Company. He's also the president of High Point University, one of the best motivational speakers you'll ever hear speak. And he said one of the most simple things I've ever heard in an event I was at at the National Speakers Association. He was on stage. I was speaking before him. And when he came up, I was sitting in the audience and he said, nothing you ever hear that's purely brilliant will be processed in the first time you hear it. And it's like, wow. duh. And he goes, and the more important lesson the more times you'll need to hear it period so you might think you heard this divine moment from me today i guarantee you your kindergarten teacher your mom your grandma your aunt somebody said it and here's the thing i don't care if you want to give me you know credit for it doesn't matter but just know that message is important and just receive it and that's it that's huh? so true yeah and and yeah. we don't need to be the whole you like i don't need to be the person who makes you think i'm smart I'm going to keep repeating what needs to be repeated. If yeah. you receive it from me, thank you. If you think I'm an idiot, thank you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I keep saying it's totally fine. You're not an idiot, Scott. You keep coming up with that. No, 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 no. But my, my point is, and, and, and all joking aside, a lot of people, it's, it's projection too. Some people might not like a message because it's they, they thought they heard it before or whatever. I'm just saying, I, I love, it doesn't matter where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Keep repeating that, which you know is truth. Gratitude is truth. Love is truth. Speak those things often and every day. And when they resonate with somebody, they resonate. Oh, yeah. and it's I mean, I love, I love what Renee Gordon's saying right here. Says, oh. practicing, practice, practicing gratitude is how we acknowledge that there is enough and that we are enough. Renee Brown. Oh, Renee Brown is, is magnificent in this. 
Um, yeah. And uh, Hooked on Humanity, Nellie's in the house. She says everything she said resonates completely with completely Aww. with my heart. Thank you, Nellie, for being here. Um, we've been going for 47 minutes. I want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about that book. Talk about the, the book, yes. what's in it, who's this for, and uh, and yeah, go away. Yeah, so um, the book is all about loving yourself on the inside and looking great on the outside. And the reason it was spurred, like breathed life into it was because I had um, started a little side gig business when my kids were in high school because I was seeing the writing on the wall. <laughs> my current situation and identity. I was about to be over. Yeah, I'm about ready to get fired. So um, I just, I started this little side gig business and I, I have um, men and women clients, but um, more women and it's an image consulting. And so I would go into their wardrobes and find what works for them still and maybe what doesn't. And I can get people ready for events. I can shop for you and find the right outfit. Love, love doing that. And I could do it in my own time, right? Because I still was all about being at every game that my kids were in, you know, all of that and working at the school and things of that nature. But what I found was these women that I worked with were beautiful and they really already looked good. And I started like, why did you hire me? Like yes. you, it looked, and a lot of them, it was more like, I just need you to tell me, does this look good? Is that, you know, and it's like, okay, mm. wait a minute. So it became more and more clear to me that um, we all go through things like that, you know, whether it's how we think we look or we don't look or what our identity is as being me or am I just Dalton and Tori's mom? You know, it it, it kind of goes in different ways. We all have insecurities um, and we're all trying to find our way. Let's just True. say that. 100%. So what I thought was, and I, over the years of doing that business, I would make notes and journal. I, I loved to journal, but I would make notes about things. And, and one day I was just inspired to write a book about loving yourself on the inside, because like I said, you can dress up a turd, but it's still going to stink unless you get it right in here and have confidence and you're self-assured and all that. So I put some short stories together and I have some quotes that I say and some pages are handwritten, some stories are typed. It's my personality. And it's a very, very easy read. It's, you can read the whole book in 45 minutes. I did that on purpose for busy mothers um, or busy career woman or whatever. Um, that was all I thought, this book is gonna be my personality. I'm gonna write a note to my reader that I used to write for my kids and put under go. the pillow or put beside their breakfast in the morning or inside their lunchbox, a little message to say, you are special. You're worthy. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had people say, Debbie, do you really believe all this crap? <laughs> every fiber of my being believes in that. I believe, and, and as long as, even though I had had an identity crisis and I was trying to find myself, and I, I kind of still am, I'm finding my way. We I've always known that I'm worthy, and I always want anyone that I'm around, whether that's a friend or a family member or a stranger on the street, to say, and, and I feel people, like if someone looks sad, I, you better watch out because I'm going to come up and say something. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I tackle people. I physically oh, tackle people and hug them. Yeah. You and be careful my daughter, too. my son thinks that I'm wonderful. He's just thinks he's never said one thing, but my daughter, of course, you know, sassafras, she's like, <laughs> mom, you scare people. You, you just run up to people and talk to them like that's, and I'm like, I don't care. That's who I am. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm the only one that's talked to that person all day oh, and yes. they did it. And if they don't, sure. I, I can feel that energy too. I'll go away. I but, say hi to every single person I see every day. I say hi to them. Walking my son yeah. to school for a mile and a half. Hi, good morning. I try to make everybody's day just a little bit better from having me in their company. Yeah, there you go. And I yeah, just, and I love people. I love that. I love that so much. So the book is basically written where you can, it doesn't have chapters. It's just pick it up anywhere in the book and you can read that message for the day. I love those. And then like, so see, that's my, and I do like little funny. I mean, I am not an artist. Let's just say that it's funny. And I I had to get past it being perfect. Like some days I would write my message. And when I sent it to my publisher, he was like, so these handwritten pages, (laughs) what are we doing with those? I'm like, we're putting them in there. (laughs) Just like that. We're putting them in there. And he's like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, you see it now. They've been Biblio Publishing. Let's just give them a shout out. I love them. Fran and Bob. They are freaking amazing. And they've they supported me and they said this is a great book. People are gonna love it. And it's it's done very well. I really should market it more than I have. But um I've had several book signings that have been amazing, and then Barnes and Noble picked it up. And um, awesome. you can get it on Amazon too. So yeah, that was good. We'll make sure the link is in the show notes so people can click on it. Okay. You do what? I said, well, we'll make sure that the, the click, the link is in the show notes so they can click oh, on it. When watch this, they can actually click on it. But speaking of which, we've been going for 53 minutes. Debbie, I'm going to ask you this before we ask you the next question, but will you come back on the show and, and continue conversating with us? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many other ways and areas that I wanted to go off in this conversation, but when I was doing that research and then Scott and I were talking before the show, like, let's go with the youth aspect of it. Um, and I, just I had no idea what you were going to do. And I was just the like, unfiltered oh, experience. <laughs> the unfiltered experience. Yeah. So, um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, we'll make sure the link is in the show and where can people get a hold of you? So, um, I, you know, I would love for people to, yeah, everything's in there. <laughs> on Debbie's bizcard.com. You, you click on that and you, you've got my show. Find it is on there. Um, yep. I would, I would appreciate a follow on YouTube. I'm not doing that great on that. I got to figure out how to get that's a, that's some a, people. That's an interesting right. aspect. I'm almost to 500 followers finally. Yay. Good for nice. you. So, um, you know, follow the show. I have different, you're going to be on Chris. I got to have Scott on too. Um, no, it's, it's really fun for me to share the, the amazing people I'm meeting with everyone else and all the listeners. And I learned so much from you guys and all the other people. And so when I'm on my show and I'm just like enthralled listening to their stories and I'm like, we all need this. Oh like, God, yeah. And, and the name of my show is find it for a reason. We're all trying to find something to feel whole and to, you know, is it finding our own, our own identity? Is it finding love, compassion? Is it wealth, success? And then I just bring experts on to say how they found it. So, <laughs> Hey, we're going to find it too. Amen. Yeah. Find but you know, that's good. Debbie's biz card. <laughs> you can find me on every platform. If you click on that and spell that out for people who are on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So that is www. D as in Debbie, E, B as in boy, B as in boy, I, E as in egg, S as in Sam, 
B as in boy, I, Z as in zoo, C as in card, A as in apple, R as in Richard, D as in dog.com, debbiesbizcard.com. They're coming to you. Debbie Benzor, thank you so much. This conversation, I we me and Scott always talk about this. Like most of the conversations go by really fast. This went super fast. Super thank you for being here. Thank you for being brilliant. Thank you for shining your light. Thank you for going out there and attacking these people. The world needs people like us right now, people like you, most definitely. I can't wait to see you in person in a couple of weeks. Thank you. We're gonna place you backstage and we're gonna finish out the show, but don't go anywhere. And uh Debbie Bettendorf, ladies. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Thank you. You rock, you rock. She rocks, doesn't she rock? Rock and roll. So Scott Goyette, I know this is I know this is vibing in your spine and your heart right now. So what are some thoughts, some final closing thoughts that we can send people home with uh, to kind of nail this for people to be able to take some action on it? Yeah, um, I mean everything that was said was you know super on point. Um, I like the idea of you know of course we say the same thing over and over, but it doesn't get old. The idea of self love, you know, going back and defining self love that it's an individual process. Um, I like her point of awareness. I like to include something in there. You know, we talk about um, gratitude, appreciation. That's a massive baseline for self-love. Another point we didn't talk about, but it's very important too, is self-discipline. That's a very important part of self-love. What am I willing to tolerate or not tolerate and make sure that I'm doing the things? If I say I want to get in shape and go to the gym, if I say I want to be healthier, then eat the right food. Just do those things. But I would tell everybody to really start embracing the idea of self-love because if you're not able to be at your top form, you can't connect and share your brilliance with others, period. And I know Debbie would subscribe to that. She's right on point. Um, Go read the book. I mean, you know, one of the things that she brought up too that I thought was absolutely beautiful is every single time she's got somebody on her show, here's the deal. If we're all created from source, creator, universe, God, consciousness, whatever we want to call it, so we're creating the image of we're a fractal of that yeah. every time somebody comes on that show is a divine being with a message for us so every time you guys watch our show the debbies of the world everybody who comes on there's something that she said that literally came from source there's some d- divine intervention listen more intently when you see somebody who's suffering on the street or doesn't look like they're happy get weird Get freaking weird because the universe needs us to get weird. If you're somebody who is, when the rest of the world is sitting, has stood up and is looking around and going, where's my people? I feel all alone. Should I just sit back down and go back into the masses or should I stay standing? Find the Debbie, find the Chris, find the Scott, wave and start hugging those people that need those hugs because they're all out there. Everyone wants to stand up. We're a little bit scared right now. So if you're the first to stand, stand up, be the leader, be the person, just be that, be love. That's all I can say, Chris. As much as I can give right now, be some love. All we need (laughs) is love. All we need is love. We need love. We need all of you guys, seriously. And I'm building on what you said, Scott. I mean, I think that's so perfect. And what Debbie was saying as well, each and every one of us, each and every one of us has a responsibility, an ethic, moral, value-based responsibility to go out there and make this world a better place every single day just one thing what is one thing you can do out there to lift somebody else's spirits up like i said i walk to school every day walk my my son to school with my wife i say good morning to every single person i my intention every single whether it's the cashier wherever it is my intention is that somehow that person goes home at the end of the day and says wow this one guy be that guy that one guy just made me laugh that one guy made me think that one guy was just like really super cool when everybody else was being an asshole 
You know, we can all do that. Just imagine how different the world would be if all of us did that for two weeks. All of us did yes. that. And all the hurting people in the world felt like they were seen. All the hurting people in the world felt like they had an opportunity to let down their guard and to be themselves. Just imagine, yes. like, no more fear and no more hate, and no more anger. Like, you know, I feel like I'm reciting a John Lennon song, but it's so true. I mean, so many people are out there so fucked up in their mind that they think that if they get more shit that they're going to be happier. But at the end of the day, it starts right here in our, in our heart. Like when you love yourself, I find that I need less and less and less and less and less. I need less money. I need less shit. I don't buy as much stuff anymore. I'm like, I'm just happy. I'm happy to spend time with my family. I'm happy to spend time with you doing the show. I'm happy doing these things because yes. I know they're fulfilling a legacy to make this world a better place every single day. And we have some amazing people in here. So I want to capture this. Tom Jin's been in the house. Thank you, Tom, for being here. He said that Jinism, he goes, your voice becomes powerful when you hear the other person's voice first. Yes, that is beautiful. And uh, thank you for being here, Tom. Got Renee Gordon says, when you have an attitude of gratitude, you wake up and th saying thank you. That's from Maya Angelou. Absolutely. Mm. You guys know I wake up in the morning and I say what I'm grateful for. Amen. And I set my intentions for the day before my eyes even open. And there it is. Andrew Heston puts up the, the link. So there you go. You guys can go get it. www.findyourfabulous.net. Findyourfabulous.net. Thank you, Andrew, for being here. And thank you for post posting that. Tom also says here, he goes, Debbie, um got to have you uh as a guest on g yes. so there you go debbie there's another opportunity for you been on that tom show. Right and, there. and tom is awesome renee comes back to say this is fantastic show love your content can't wait to get your book yes i'll follow you on youtube great job so thank you renee gordon for being here listen guys we are here every single friday 5 p.m pacific standard time without fail we've been going this is actually show number 96 scott we're reaching our 100 boom episode. boom boom our hundred of this show. We actually did the Friday night live show before we yeah. started this one. So we've been going for a while. Um, Nellie says here, I love this lady. Hell and yeah. uh, Ellie says here, we got Nellie. And then we got Ellie. It's, she says, it's so important to hear one person to say hi at least once a day. Yes. hundred percent, hundred percent. And Nellie says she's going to be following. And Ellie says, thank you all for being thank here. Thank you, Ellie. Um, appreciate Renee it. Gordon says, wonderful show. Christopher and Scott, looking forward to your next show. Loved your topic. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you, every single one of you. Uh, Ellie says here, self-love awareness is so difficult. It is difficult, but it is possible. It is possible. Yeah. One day at a time. Chris, one thing at a time, Chris, can I replace? Can I can I suggest? Because I love Ellie, and I want to suggest something for if you don't mind. Absolutely. Ellie, one of the things that I've really been doing is focusing heavily on verbiage, and instead of saying it is difficult, say it is challenging, and I'm going to take that challenge. If yeah, you don't mind, there you go. There you so, go. And it's worth it. It is. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. She's got. Yes, this. yes, yes. Mary Kay, the beautiful Mary Kay says, we all have the chance to connect with another human every single day. Absolutely. And you are a beautiful human, my dear. Renee Gordon back here says, uh, when we focus on our gratitude, the tide of disappointment goes out and the tide of love rushes in. Amen. Kristen Armstrong. I love you, Renee. You are beautiful. I, I appreciate that. I love quotes. On I'm a fire. person all day long. Um, Ellie says, a bedtime for me and the kitties. Good night for the kitties. And... Uh, Mary Kay says, I didn't see you do the Snoop Dogg move. I think I'm not trying to remember. So. She wants I, I sent her a gift. I said I was doing it on the show. So I sent her a thing of Snoop Dogg doing something. So I can't remember what it was, Mary, but here I am. I'll dance. You're just floating. Dance. <laughs> I think go. she wanted you to I'll smoke a joint. Move. I'll do my stripper move. <laughs> <laughs> From the chair. There we go. We end on a funny note. So thank you guys all for being here. Of course, there as always, go. go check out the uh, www.theunfilteredexperience.com www.theunfilteredexperience.com in case you need to see that in person. There it is. And me and Scott love Amen. you from the bottom of our heart. If you're watching this live or on the replay, if you have questions, connect with Debbie. Let's go out there and make this world a better place. If you want to get involved in your own schools, in your own communities, 
contact Debbie, contact Scott. They've already got the avenues of what it is to do to do that. And just imagine what it is we can do for our youth and the upcoming generation. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. Andrew Heston says, God, love you all. We appreciate you. Go out there, be brilliant. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you next time here on The Unfiltered Experience. Bye. Love yourself enough to believe in yourself because yourself is source. <laughs>